Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, dear Scotty. Merry Christmas. Oh, wait, that's not how it goes at all. Oh, well, <laughs> we're already off to a terrible start. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Uh, it just sounds like a normal start to me that we, yeah, get it wrong. <laughs> no. Why, why, end, why end the year any differently to the way we started it? Well, Scotty, it was it was right in my heart. That's where it was. So, where will we start with from? Right there? in your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, John, it's uh, it's been um, amazing to see the your heart this year, and yeah, what you have been. Uh, what you have been up to and and all the things you have done from the bottom of your heart. Oh wow! Or the heart of your bottom, whichever it might be. <laughs> the heart of my bottom. <laughs> well, have you done something of redeeming social value in the intervening time since you, we last recorded, and you broke my heart, but not including my my show notes? Uh, but I, that, you didn't know I would hit you over the head with that one, did you? No, no. They were um, the show notes were in the feed. They just weren't in the file for some reason, which I thought had been fixed. But obviously, uh, once a uh, uh, podcast app has downloaded the file, it won't re-download it unless you delete the file. So, hmm. for people who got it very early before you pointed out, they might not have had show notes in the file. For people who got it later, they would have done. So, John, when we when we heard of your horror. We fixed your problem. You dispatched the, the crack <laughs> iDeveloper podcast data integrity team who <laughs> were on it. We did. Okay. We did. We we, we, we held a big, uh, you know, a, a big emergency session and decided what to do about it. And 17 meetings and four committees later, we said, let's put the show notes in. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that reminds me yet another Life of Brian reference. <laughs> <laughs> when they, when they, at the end they're deciding that to take action, I have to find that. Well, that's good, Scott. Oh, I love that. I love that movie. In fact, I, this 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 time of year, I when I cause I always take a couple of weeks off at Christmas. Uh, we'll wrap up here tomorrow, which is you know Wednesday the twenty second or something, and then um you know we'll take until the new year off and just uh, just catch up with a bunch of things, have some downtime, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, there's there's a bunch of movies that I I tend to watch every Christmas. A lot of them are just really cheesy, and yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're high quality movies or everything, but uh, but the Life of Brian is a very high quality movie, and that is normally on the list for this time of year. So you've just reminded me that I really need to watch that movie again because it is a fantastic movie. Hmm. Well, make sure you watch it then. Good, Scotty. Right. Well, I guess this is our our last show of the year. Um, yeah, we we might as well discuss you know what we thought of this year, what's been good, what's been bad. But before we do that, you know, I. I I guess we should just discuss the previous week. I mean, have you had a good or a bad week? Well, you know, uh, it was busy, and I thought I was going to get everything done by by Friday, but I didn't. So I was actually working yesterday, which was fine. You know, it was a. I will admit that it was a little disappointing because I wanted to get something in people's hands, but I had some other commitments that I had to to keep. Um, and this is for a long running project. It's fine, but it, it it reminded me again about how important it is to, as soon as you possibly can, if you're working on a brand new project where you're you're still feeling your way, to understand the difference between designing an experience when you're only working in a design program, you know whether it's Sketch or Figma or whatever. Um, and what it will actually be like when you have it in your hand with data that's coming for you. Um, uh, because it, it brings up all sorts of issues. I mean, and, and this is a good, this is a good process. So I was like working on it and I'm looking at, at, 
you know, segment of it, and I can't talk in details about it, so here it goes again. It's like, okay, I don't know what he's going on about, but it was basically, you know, this has to do with with visualizing all the data about your experience with Netflix. So you think about, okay, well, that that means lots of things, things you've watched, things you've liked, things that have been recommended to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, you know, you can visualize all that data in, in lots of different ways, and, and we're trying some new things. Um and it's fun to, to work on because this is a case where you, you know, you you cannot uncover all the issues just by looking at a, at a, two, a static 2D design. And even if you make, you know, prototypes for it, unless those prototypes are actually coming from real data, you may miss some things. And so I found some things early on, well, whatever, early on in last week or something, maybe a little bit earlier and say, hey, I'm just noticing so that maybe... Um, we should use different artwork or different design to be able to make it distinct, you know, each of the different items that are in a list. Um, and here's why. And then when you look at it, when you, when you first wire it up to data and they say, oh, okay, that's obvious. And then it sparks some other discussions like, oh, okay, well, but then that could become repetitive if you had a, a profile that had these characteristics. So maybe we will rethink the, the design. Um, and it, that was kind of fun to be in the back and forth with the designer and 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 get something land somewhere I think is a much better place than than, than we had been. So I wanted to get that all wired up and running so that people could could take it home and particularly have the designer and and project managers and anyone else who wanted to have a look at it actually put it on their phones. Um, and uh, you know, so I made those changes, and 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 they could. But the reality is, most people kind of have most people's last effective weeks at the company was this past Friday. You know, there definitely are some people around, and and that's fine. And if they're do and 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 they may end up doing it, but it, it's sometimes a little bit sad when when you miss a, a deadline like that. It was a self-imposed deadline. It was for an extra thing, so it's not like I'm you know anybody's in trouble or anything like that. But. You know, the, the, you know how it is as an engineer and you think, ah, I just missed it. <laughs> Let me go back and do it. And I did that and got it all working nicely. Um, and I did, you know, maybe I, haven't, I didn't send a message around because I also wanted to respect people saying, no, I'm turning off, you know. Um, so I, I did that. So I will sit with it and, and, and maybe some other people will pick up on it as well. But that means we'll be all in a better p position to start off on it when we resume next year. So, yeah, it was not a bad week at all. Excellent. Yeah, I've been working on a bunch of stuff that I was hoping to wrap up by the end of the year and I'm not going to quite make it. And then it's like, it's okay. So how much of this do I trust that I'll come back in two weeks and totally remember where we're at and what needs finishing and, you know, which bits were half done. The issue has been started but not finished. So, yeah, I have to be honest, this afternoon has been mainly about making a lot of notes about what I still need to finish. You know, it's it's... It's a, it's, I call it the failure list, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> of things I didn't do this year. But I just don't trust my brain to come back in two weeks' time and, and remember that, you know, oh, there was this little niggle in this routine that I still needed to fix. And there are comments in the code and things like this saying they need to do. But I just think I thought it would be useful just to have a, a handy list. So, yeah, and, it, and it's nice making lists at the end of the year just to, to feel that you're... Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's all wrapped up, and of course we've uh, we were hoping to get the money well beta right before Christmas, and we've totally failed again. It will now be the new year. We're pretty close. We're pretty close. It's on test flight. Um, it's been approved by Apple. We've got the sign up lists and everything, but it's yeah. We just it would just be 
crazy to release it right now because obviously we we want to take a break and everything. So right. it's um it, yeah, not release it, but yeah, put it out into beta because it's the first the first release of beta to anything. It's gonna you know, and it's a lot to do with syncing and we've changed the way the the data is set up and you've got to import your old data and it's you know, it's it's going to be we're not going to bring that many people in on the first the first wave. Yeah, you know, maybe six or a dozen, but it's you know you know that probably every you know, at least half of them, if not more, are going to have problems, and you're going to support them. So why not just leave it till early January, the start of January, come back fresh, make it an exciting thing to start the year with. Um, so yeah, so it's sort of half sad that uh, we we failed once again to get get our thing into beta, which has been our goal all year. But equally excited that it means we can start the year on you know. We know we're going to get it done in the new year. Now it's not like it's a a goal for next year. It will happen because we're just about ready to go. So that's quite exciting and looking forward to as well. Wow, Scotty! Before it slips my mind, can I can I get wrapped around the axle with some details about programming in JavaScript and Node? I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah, want I mean, to it's like, be know, my... around the, the yeah the few days before Christmas, thinking, "Oh, listen to a podcast. Why don't?" Why don't I listen to John Fox tell me about JavaScript and Node? That's that will get me in a festive mood. Go for it. <laughs> I think you're being sarcastic. First of all, let me tell you, this is the shit that gets my mom listening to this podcast, and the and the the, the switchboard <laughs> lights up <laughs> when I when I go into these deep dives into stupidity. Yeah, I love it when my boy talks about JavaScript and Node. Yeah. It's not that your mum sounds anything no, like that, of course, like, being oh, being English. But <laughs> I don't know where that came. <laughs> That was my impersonation of somebody who lives in the country I just made up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll leave that. We'll sweep that under the rug. Sorry, John's mum. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right. Well, Scotty, uh, you know, for this new project I'm working on, it's all brand new data sources, all brand new routes. And, and so that's all good and well. But in this particular case, there's a lot of... of you know, asynchronous programming on it, which, you know, that's it, pretty easy to do. And, and, oh, my gosh, a wait just makes everything happy um, because I'm working on something where I'm retrieving data. Uh, but in order to make the data useful to people, you need to make subsequent requests to be able to get just the right artwork uh, and 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 also additional metadata to be able to you know to have it there to to be able to support the design. And um, I'm embarrassed to say that I was not you know I was I was doing I don't I don't program in Node all the time. I mean I do it for us. You know we're UI engineers and we're trained to to do stuff using UI Kit and to run on the phone. But you can't start with that until you get the data you need. I know we've talked about this in the past. About how we're making this transition from from Falcor to to GraphQL and 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 whatnot, but still, as it is, it means that as a, as a UI engineer, I still need to know how to do this, and and it works well enough. But it, it it had been tricky, you know, navigating the transition to the the M1 chip because I couldn't debug, and and I was like working between two laptops, and finally there was an updated version of of Docker which worked a whole lot better, and and you know things settled down, and it was an easier experience. So I'm thinking. Great, I'm cooking with gas. I should be able to to make this thing work. And then I was, you know, I I I'm basically making multiple calls 
one for each row of, of, of data and one for each row in the collection view ultimately. Um, and then so then for each one, I need to make, you know, one and then two and then eventually a third request because I'm, you know, Netflix is built on microservices or our APIs are like that. And there's a common set of data usually, which is the, the identifier for, for the video object. Surprise, surprise. Um, and so uh, the first one, it took me a while to figure out the pattern that would work. And I need to go back and forth with some people. But I wanted to be clever in that I didn't really want, I, I wanted to basically take an array of, of, of objects sparsely populated where I just have kind of title and, and, and ID, which was, and then I wanted to go, you know, fetch that and insert it into each object in the array. And when I was explaining that to somebody who knows much better than me, it's like, okay, well, be careful. Make sure you understand the difference that, that it, um, it's not clear. You know, I, he, he was helping me on the run. So he was looking at screenshots on his phone. It's like, I'm not certain whether this will be by reference or by copy. But, uh, and I, and I was like, ah, what? Yeah, but no, it seemed to have worked. What are you talking about? And I had just kind of, it, it had just worked, you know, um, uh, at that moment for the, the for the, the case I was using. But here's where it gets a little bit more subtle in that I was ending up having to to actually separate and make a, a subarray from from this original one that came back. And I think, well, that's no problem. I'll just for each and then make my new array and 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 push an object into the onto the stack. And then and then I then I did subsequent processing for it. And I looked at the data coming back. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's overwritten. You know, I can like you know, I was fetching a bunch of URLs for each object in the array and looking at the at 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 the return data when I'm running my tests. And it's like this this first collection is correct, but this one is wrong. God damn it! What's going on? And finally, that's that's when I realized that if you push an object into an array, you know, while you're looping through it into another one, it's just going to push a reference for it. And if you actually want to have a copy of it, you have to explicitly do it. And so I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm imagining how dumb my my Google search is is because it's always for like, how do you copy an object, <laughs> make an object copy in JavaScript or something like that? But in fact, there's just a little whatever. Yeah, you know how you refer to it, just a little notation for doing that, and it was very nice. It's very easy once you understand that. Then I was getting a fresh copy, which is exactly what I want in that case. And the sun sun shone, and the the birds sang, and the hero got the girl, and 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 everything was wonderful but it just was a reminder that you switch back and forth and i just remember that you know in the world of objects you know you tend to have references all the time because that's that's what you want for for memory management purposes and sometimes these things are long lived and but then you start working in swift and functions it's like nope 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 everything is copied and you only you know it is copied by nature to make it easier and and you operate on something and it spits out an answer but in this case kind of you know <laughs> It, it, it maybe it's a subtle program, a subtle difference, or maybe I'm just really dumb. But uh, it, I was surprised that it that that it took me, you know, whatever, almost an hour to to kind of get all this stuff working properly. Um, and I felt I felt dumb at first, then I felt slightly triumphant. And now that I just recounted it to, I think I'm 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 probably people are going to listen to this. Oh my god, <laughs> why did they even let you in front of a keyboard? But that was that was my little thing. So. You are now triumphantly dumb. Yeah, I'm trying. I've become triumphantly dumb. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's the show title. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's even going to recognise that tune either, for, based on the rendition we just gave. But there we go. <laughs> okay, so that's in the show notes too. A reference to to comfortably numb by Pink Floyd. So. Um... 
talking about not understanding how things work, uh, I've been talking this year or towards the end of this year a little bit about doing some background research on cross-platform um, ways of doing things, but possibly looking you know, for possible long-term future things for, for MoneyWell. Nothing planned at the moment, and I spent a little bit of time looking at .NET. Whereas this week, I just started looking at something called Kotlin Multiplatform, which I'm going to be totally honest, though it's been around for a few years, I hadn't, I didn't even realize it existed. Mm. Um, now, Kotlin is very Swift-like. It is uh, what the majority of uh, Android developers use these days. I mean, Kotlin, I believe, came around before Swift, if I'm right, but it was in, it was, um, in very early sort of... Um, uh, alpha or beta sort of state. So I think Swift went live by the way, nature of the way that Apple released Swift before Kotlin, but I think Kotlin existed before Swift. But they're both very similar languages. If you go to conferences over the last few years, people have liked to show you how they're very similar and how they're different. And I think the majority of Android developers these days, definitely new Android developers, will write in Kotlin just like the majority of um, Swift developer, uh, uh, iOS developers will write in Swift these days, particularly especially new ones rather than Objective C. Um, and just like Swift, Kotlin um, as a base language is, is this bit called Kotlin Native, which is designed to run on lots of platforms um, in a similar way to that Swift does. That it has a you know its own native foundation library. Uh, you know, Cocoa isn't on lots of platforms and a lot of the Android stuff isn't on lots of platforms, but Kotlin itself is. Um, but over the... Uh, so built on top of this Kotlin native over the last few years, there's been this thing built called Kotlin Multiplatform, which is a way of um, writing um, Kotlin that will then build appropriately on multiple platforms um and where it's not possible to do that in native code allows you to define a series of protocols which the code can then use which you can then go on and implement in a platform specific way um uh, you know and and when you're using it like you know for iOS you might do the actual implementation of this protocol in swift uh, for example, um, but the common Kotlin code will end up using Swift and whatever else. So because when you use Kotlin uh, to do your cross-platform work, it actually at the end compiles down to an uh, uh, an iOS framework or a Mac OS framework, which you can then just use in your um, iOS app. So if you looked at something like Kotlin Multiplatform, uh, you could basically write all your business logic and maybe do all your view models and things in, in one language. So you could run it on <coughs> Mac, on iOS, on Android, Windows, Linux, but then write all your UI using Swift UI and Swift on uh, iOS and Mac and you know just carry on doing the Android stuff on Android and whatever else you liked on any other platform. So unlike the .NET stuff, which was doing wrappers around it, this is really was like saying, well, what can you genuinely make make common? And it's been quite interesting looking at that. Again, I've not looked at it long enough to make any comment on whether it's good or or um, how many people use it or any of that nature. But I just I did just find it a you know it looked to look at a different and quite interesting approach um, to that. And 
in there. So that was been been quite interesting, which I will probably have a little bit more of a play with over the uh, Christmas break when I've got a little bit more time and, you know, the long winter evenings are setting in. So, because um, I believe today is the shortest day, isn't it? So the longest night. Well, it's the shortest day here in the UK anyway. It's the winter of our discontent. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the downside of using something like Kotlin is you would have to use... Um, you probably people mainly use Android Studio for developing it, and that's you know that's a little bit. It's not clunky. It's a, it's like a lot of these tools; they just don't look great. But um, I guess you can get past that. But I, I found it quite interesting. I was surprised I hadn't heard of it. I'm not sure how big an uptake it is. Now the main reason I know now people are going to say, but Swift will run on lots of platforms because Swift will run on Android and Swift will run on Windows and Swift will run on <clears throat> Linux, and that is all true. Um, I think the difference is, um, yes, Swift does do all these things, but Apple have no interest in supporting or encouraging or educating, even more importantly, uh, on anything other than Apple platforms for those things. Whereas the Kotlin being not a platform-dependent language, although obviously it was initially developed for doing Android development, um, it's uh, yeah, it's prime thing, but it's it is developed as a, an independent language. Uh, actually, have an interest on making it work and promoting it, and you know, looking at tool sets on all of the platforms, giving it. Um, so, although it, it's you know, you could probably do the same as Swift. To, yeah, getting it to work and finding out how to make it work are far more likely when the people producing it are interested in all the platforms. So I just found that quite interesting this week. If anyone out there has any experience of Kotlin multi-platform, I would um, be interested to hear from you. Now, again, just like uh, with .NET, they have a they have just released a cross-platform UI framework to allow you to develop one UI. As I've said before, I'm not particularly interested in that because I think UIs have enough different... Um, you know, looks and feels and ways they behave that I don't think is actually, even if you could get all the native controls rendered properly and everything, uh, you know, an Android app looks and behaves differently to a iOS app and then a Windows app and a Mac OS app. So I'm not convinced, no matter how good you made it, that a cross-platform UI uh, framework would work. Maybe for things like settings or something you could use it, but as a whole thing, I don't know. So this that would allow us to use Swift UI, but develop all our business logic in Kotlin and then when we come to do an Android uh, app for Manuel to to have just use you know the same code and not have to rewrite all our calculation code and everything um, is quite um, quite interesting. So whether we'll ever use it or not, I don't know. But there we are. Just been something I've been looking into this week and found uh, quite good. Oh, that's good. Well, Scotty, this discussion has reminded me um, of something that I wanted to chat about. Um, very quickly, and and then that reminded me that there was something else I reminded. So I need you to before the show is over, remind me to talk about these two things. But I could talk about one of them now if you like. John, why don't you talk about one of them now? Because then I only have to remember to remind you about the other. Okay. Not that I know what the other is, so I'll just say and talk about the other one. Okay, very good. All right. Well, uh, I was reminded of our friend of the show, Freddie Fishstick. I mean Joe Crabtree um, from Polynome. You'll recall that that he is the 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 amazing good drummer. Uh, who built this app and it's been shipping for a long time. Uh, it's an amazing application for for practicing and performance if you are primarily it's focused on drummers, but in fact, uh, plenty of people could find it useful if you care about <laughs> about being able to play in time and to be able to play with odd time signatures. It is a, a brilliant app for that. 
And, you know, uh, Joe became a, a dad. I can't remember how many months ago, but it's been a little while. So I, 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 I think he's a great guy. I think the product is awesome. And I've always had great sympathy or, you know, sympathy meaning that I could, I, or empathy is probably the better word because I could see how he loves this project so much. He has so much domain knowledge for, for, for it, and that it, you know, has struggled a little bit here and there, as we all do when you're trying to to learn new technology. So you know, it, the the and uh, I was on Instagram yesterday, and then all of a sudden it says, you know, Polynome app is going live. So I joined the live stream, and then he was recording a screen movie and also taking advantage of the time to answer some questions. So I joined and popped in a couple of questions and the thing, and and one of the questions I was asked, which was, could I get a demo of this feature? It's like I, you know, and 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 the answer was he already had plenty of demos available for that on the YouTube channel. So he pointed to me to that, but just reminded me of how much, how much work is required and how much good work he's doing in pr- producing all these screencasts and demos and going and talking to his customers and making all this work. And, and, th- th- you know, it's not nearly enough to be able to just get, you know, get the code running and to get the app submitted, you know, all the work that's needed to, to, to develop an audience and get fans among your audiences and get them to talk about your, your app. It's like, it, it, it's, it's really hard work and he's doing a good job with it. Um, but one of the questions like, ah, but John, you're on the phone, you know, here, let me start, let me, let me interrupt my life, life stream and ask you a question about Swift UI. And he was, you know, showing one of the issues, but he he had basically, you know, used one of his his yearly Apple developer level bug incidents to say, hey, this is not working properly with Swift UI, having to do with tap handlers in a, in a custom component that he wrote, and 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 he could show what the problem was, and he says, ah, but I've made a request to Apple, you know, I filed a report, an enhancement request. <laughs> And, then, and he goes, but I haven't heard back from them, and I didn't have the heart to tell them. Now I have to tell them now. It's like you know, your enhancement request went to dev null. I mean, that's not entirely true, but I don't think within a normal release cycle they're going to get back to him with an answer of, of how to make this thing. If there indeed is a bug, he might not hear back from them, and even normally you might not necessarily hear back right away. And, and he says, well, I'll send it to you. You can have a look at it. And, and I've, I've, I said, sure, I'll have a look at it, but of course I can't see it. So um, uh, a reminder to the listening audience is that when you send feedback to Apple or you have bug reports, the URLs won't work for anyone else because they're not, none of it's public. It's specific to you. But I, I do, uh, will have a take a look at and do what I can to, 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 to see if I can find a solution. I think, unfortunately, in this particular case, it's going to be one of those things where since it's the interaction between Swift UI and, and regular UI kit, that's where all the issues are, you know, uh, and you're in this difficult case where if you want to do something all in Swift UI, it, it, you might be able to do it, but there may be some things that are missing. Or if you have a code base that does has UI kit and you don't want to throw away that and you want to build new stuff in, in Swift UI, there are, there are always going to be places where things not, might not play together perfectly and, and you could be frustrated, but you can get through it. So keep going. Uh, Joe Crabtree and Polynome it is a spectacular app. It's it's quite a it is an enormous achievement. Every time I look at it and look at at how people are using it, um, I'm always so impressed. So that's the first thing to, that I need to be reminded of. But I'm going to give you the chance to to say something while I try to remember what it is. Well, well, firstly, yeah, Joe. Joe's a great guy, and thank you for bringing it up because you've reminded me that I owe Joe an email that um, I've been. You know, having to deal with and send for a long, long time, and he's been waiting for me to get back to him. So, thank you for the reminder. So that means that I will hopefully now get that done this year and can type, I'll add it to my to do list before the end of the year. Um, uh, but yeah, and uh, it's yeah, 
Uh, we'll put a link to Polynome in there because I, you know, I know how much work Joe does on that, and it's uh, you know, uh, fantastic. I mean, I'm not a drummer, but I can see you know, when you look at the stuff for it and everything else. Uh, uh, I, you know, I can't comment on how uh, good it is for drummers, but you are a drummer and say it's great. Um, but it, you know, it you know, looks like it's you know, it looks like a good app, and it's got um, you know, uh, this, the stuff he does with it is fantastic. But the Swift UI, yeah, I'm. You know, I've not done masses of Swift UI. I've only done like tutorials and sample projects. I've not used. I've personally not used Swift UI uh, in production stuff yet, uh, and not because I haven't wanted to or anything, but just because the stuff I've been doing has not necessarily been UI based, um, and a whole bunch of other reasons. However, that said, I'm still not a hundred percent convinced Swift UI is quite ready. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's obviously over the last three years got a lot better, but yeah, maybe 2022 will be the year when SwiftUI becomes full enough that, you know, you don't have to worry so much about those interactions with UIKit. I mean, SwiftUI is going to be using UIKit under the hood for, I would have many, many, many years to come, I would imagine. Yeah. But, you know, but, but us having to worry about interacting between the two, um, I mean, obviously, if you're trying to introduce it to a project that's already UI kit, but in a new, new, you know, I think, you know, I'm hoping that 2022 is the year when they start adding and fixing just enough to make me be able to say, and I think particularly on the Mac, I mean, I think iOS is ahead of the Mac, but I think you know, I hear just a lot of horror stories about Swift UI on the Mac not being good enough. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really hoping, you know, dubbed up next year, we see a huge push forward in Swift UI. Where we can say Swift UI, ready, steady, Freddy. Freddy Fishstick. We no, could Joe do. Crabtree. No. We could do, but um, no one would have a clue what you're on about. So there we are. Yeah. John, you wanted to talk about something else. Did you remember what it is? I, have I given you enough time to, yes, you have. to go use your, use your very ancient uh, memory retrieval system to to work out what it is you wanted to say the the the, the, the warehouse rats have managed just to pull uh, pull the right package off the shelf and and, and jog my memory uh no i i was contacted by a fellow i met um many years ago at, at a, a, a a hack event you know a hack weekend a hack day what do you call it um and it was great and and uh, you know I, it was a company called Singly, which was a kind of a, a a social media data aggregation service so that you could build apps with a kind of common UI so they say, hey, I want to get stuff from Twitter and Flickr and Instagram and, and do things with it. And, I, and, and one of the reason why they wanted to do it is that that way you could you could know that the data that you care about that you put into these systems could be retrieved and managed. And, and I, I thought was grand. So the the. The hack day that they had, I participated in. I, I didn't win a prize. I didn't win the the first prize, although I did win a prize, which was a helicopter, which I brought back to my then young child. And he was like, oh, my God, you won that? It's like, yes, I did. Oh, you're not nearly as awful as I will think you are or that you really are, you know, five years from now when I'm a sullen teenager. But anyway, so uh, it, I was I was offered the chance to to work on a project, and it 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 really is cool. I was like listening to it. It's like, oh man, um, but it's for a startup that is well funded, and they've got a product shipping out there, and it looks really good. Um, and I would say that if there's anybody in the listening audience is looking for a new project and and are into working in startups, um, 
this is well worth looking at. I, I this is like one of those things where if 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 it, if it were to be offered to me in a couple of years or had been offered to me, you know, something similar to that 10 years, I, I would happily jump on it. But at this moment right now, I'm, I'm, I'm still very, you know, very engaged and very happy at Netflix. So I, I can't take the opportunity, but it is so good that other people might want to look on it. So um, I, I, at the end, I will remind people that if they're interested in looking at a, at a position, an iOS position and a really, really cool startup, they should get in touch with me and I will point them in the right direction. Um, so now I've remembered to do that. I will pass it back to you, Scott. Eh? Oh my gosh, the timing of that was perfect. <laughs> I hope that gets recorded on air. We will. Uh, we will put that in the um, in the show notes um, if we bother to put them in this week, <coughs> like last week. Yeah, you better. <laughs> there we are. Well, I guess, John, we don't want to end the year by rabbiting on for too long, and um, we've just about done our, our normal thirty minutes, but. Uh, is there is there any one thing from this year that you would like to just uh, remind us of or look back on or just say yeah that that is something we'll look back on 2021 and and say yeah that was great or that was crap or that was something i i guess to do with tech let's just put the pandemic to one side let's just ignore the fact there's been a global <laughs> pandemic for another year <laughs> just pick something else well, okay, yeah, I was all set to, to to give my pandemic rant, but I won't because people will have heard any. But but I will say that it is relevant to the extent that things take longer than you. I mean, it's so obvious. Things take longer than you expect, but you can end up being in a much better place if you're willing to put in the time to 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 really polish things and 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 realize that you may think that you're done with one. With, as as of one release of your software and you're fooling yourself if you really believe that because there's just no way. There is no way. You cannot ship something. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what level of resources you have. Netflix has tons of resources. Apple has more. Google has more. You know, so it doesn't matter whether you're a one-person shop or, or you know, a hundred-person team. You know, you will ship a version of software and there will be things that you either did not catch in, in all your testing, however it's mixed with unit testing and automatic, you know, automated UI testing and, and human testing. You won't find everything. So just realize that and that you will have to, 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 to fix something in the next release. And, and in some ways, you better be well set up to be able to push out new releases as needed. And be okay with that. You know, I, sometimes I have to remind myself or we remind each other on the team when something did not work exactly as we expected or hoped, or we got a great idea for something after having seen it being used in people's hands for, for a couple of weeks, um, that uh, it, it's never done. And it, it, if you think it's done, then in many ways, it means that you don't care about it anymore. But, you know, there are so many details, especially if you have new people joining the team, they will look at something. It's like, oh, my God, that's so obviously wrong. Or this here's an area where you could obviously improve it. And that's OK, too. It's so it, it you know, it, it, over the course of one software engineering career, you know, the, the first phases of it are just you struggling to make something work. And then the later phases are just how do you make it work really well? And then as well as you think it may work, how can you make it even better? Um, and, and it's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So be okay with that. And then if you are okay with that, you probably have a better, a better chance of, of dealing with, you know, <laughs> all that life throws you in general or all that a particular shipping project will throw you there. There's my wisdom for the year. Cool. That is wise words indeed. And for me, 
I'm uh, I, I'm not going to be as deep and heavy. Um, I think just looking back over this last twelve months. Now I know this started towards the end of twenty twenty with the new MacBook Airs and the new um, Mac Minis with the M1 chips in. But I think with the redesign back in the spring of the iMacs, and I know we've only seen the 24 inches and we've not seen the 20, uh, the, the big ones yet, but, you know, I believe they're on their way. And then again, with the in the fall, the redesign of the, the MacBook Pro, so that now we have a MacBook Air, <coughs> Mac Mini, and a MacBook Pro, and a, a, a consumer iMac, I believe for the first time in quite a long time, you know, I can happily say to people, yeah, buy a Mac, they're great. Um, which is not something I've been able to say for a long time. The 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 old MacBook Air didn't have a retina screen. It was, you know, way out of date. The MacBook Pros had terrible keyboards and loads of issues, uh, and we couldn't use them. The iMac, had, you know, hadn't been redesigned for five or six years, um, was all a bit, bit, bit clunky, uh, and the Mac Mini just hadn't been updated, really. Whereas now, a year later, every machine that Apple makes is a good machine, and you can easily recommend to people, you know, yeah, buy a Mac, you won't regret it. Um, and I think, you know, that's probably looking back um, for people who work on the Macs and iOS and that all the time, then that is a good thing. That is a good thing. You know, we can be proud, proud Mac users as opposed to apologetic ones. Smiles have now broken out all throughout Cupertino that that they that Apple has now re- received the appropriate appropriation. I know the the approbation from Scotty. Yes, there we are. I mean, that's all Tim Cook. Tim Cook sits in his office just to wait and see what I'm going to say each week. <laughs> He's got his finger on the pulse of, of inanity. <laughs> finger on something anyway. Mm. Right, okay. Well, we should probably wrap up. So we'll, um, we will be back in the new year uh, where, John, I think we should start our first show um, with our goals. So I'm going to give you lots of warning here because I know you've got nothing to do over the next few days or, or week or so you can just spend time contemplating this. Let's look at our goals and our hopes for 2022 when we come back. But if, um, but if John, if people want to tell you how awesome you have been in 2021, where should they do that? Well, they should do it in the place where all things awesome are, are, are undertaken, and that's Twitter, where you'll find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to give you all the encouragement that you were never given as a child and that you so desperately need now as, as an adult, where might that happen? I will take as much validation as anyone wants to give me on Twitter as MacDevNet, where I will willingly accept it and um, and glow with satisfaction of receiving it. <laughs> Something like that, anyway. Well, John, it's been fun hanging out with you again this year, and um, you know maybe we can inflict another year on people people next year. Uh, for everyone who's been on the schedule for listening this week, uh, this week, um, you know, this year, if you've been uh, one of our scheduled listeners uh, in there, then thank you very much for sticking with us uh, through some good shows, some mediocre shows, and quite a few bad shows. But yeah, it's it's yeah, give and take, give and take. Uh, if you're uh, in a part of the world where you're celebrating holidays over the next couple of weeks, have a great time and enjoy them. And if you're not, then commiserations that you don't get a break when we do, but you'll get breaks when we don't. So I guess it all evens out. So thanks for listening. And until next time, you take care.